Welcome to Manage This, the podcast by project managers for project managers. It's a discussion about real life, a time to get inside the brains of some of the experts in the field and see how they work and how they thrive in this fascinating world of project management. Maybe you're new to the field with questions about getting certified, or maybe you've been in the trenches for years and want to compare your stories to those of others who are doing the stuff. It's our goal to encourage you and inspire creativity. I'm your host, Nick Walker, and with me are two of the most creative guys in the room, Andy Crow and Bill Yates. And Andy, today we're going to say not only hooray for project management, but hooray for Hollywood. That's right. Hooray for the whole galaxy, if you will. So we're excited about this. This is going to be a fun episode. Our guest is Ryan Pezdirk, better known as Pez. He's a graduate of the University of Miami with majors in motion picture screenwriting and creative writing. He's a member of the Directors Guild of America and has worked on dozens of films. He was the assistant director on productions such as Batman vs. Superman, Captain America, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and the upcoming film Ant-Man and the Wasp. Pez, welcome to Manage This. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, you are living the dream of a lot of people who aspire <laughs> to be in film. Tell me a little bit about that dream. How did it get started? Did you always want to be in film? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as a, I'm, I'm a kid who uh, my entire childhood is on camera. Uh, from the time I was born, I think there was a camera in the uh, in the hospital as I was as I came into this world, and I could pretty much show you, you know, five thousand hours of everything in my life, every sporting event, every. Well, let's just say everything. So yeah, I, I was born with a camera in my face, and as soon as I could hold one. I held it, and we're going back to the days when it was—you know—you put the V, the you put the VHS tape in the camera, and then you popped it right in the VCR to watch what you did. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, something that's been a lifelong—I uh, guess you'd say—a passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so you—I mentioned your assistant director on all these films. What does an assistant director do? Well, assistant director is something that you become after a very long time working as a production assistant. Uh, in my case, it was set production assistant. Uh, that's kind of an entry-level position. And in the film world, you're an entry-level for a very long time. So it you took, pay your dues. Uh, mm -hmm. You pay your dues uh, figuratively. Then once you join the Directors Guild, quite literally. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, you have to work as a set production assistant. The base, The basic path is... 600 days you have to work as a basically an entry-level position uh, for 600 days after you've accumulated those days you submit them to the directors guild of america uh, they have to approve those days i mean they literally look at your documentation and say okay this person has met the criteria you are then eligible to join the Directors Guild. It's not like they just call you and say, hey, you're in, you got it. Um, because after you get your accreditation, you turn in your 600 days, then you still have to find work as an assistant director. Uh -huh. uh, you know, Maybe one of the differences between a union and a guild, uh, I've heard before that unions are meant to keep you in and guilds are kind of meant to not keep you out. Okay. It's not, there, there's no they job. Make it tough. Exactly. There's no job placement in the director's guild. There's no union hall. Um, it's not like they have to hire me before they hire uh, someone else. Uh, but that's kind of the gist of getting your, we call them getting your days as a set production assistant and then uh, submit it. And when you're eligible to join, and uh, I joined. Very exciting. <laughs> I knew somebody in, uh, in the film industry. Uh, 
one time who who said it is nearly impossible to make a movie. There's there's just so many things that come together, so many aspects, so many different different crews. Um, would you say that that's almost true? Well, it's quite an undertaking. Um, there are so many different people involved. I mean, if you've seen a movie nowadays, I mean, you're talking, you know, potentially thousands of names. Mm. Um, it wasn't always like that, but as the film business moves into the, well, not moves into, but the digital era, which we're now in, you start to include a lot more people in the post-production side of things, visual effects. You know, some of the movies I've worked on, you know, you'll shoot, you'll actually shoot the movie for anywhere from what, 30 to I mean, my longest film was Batman vs. Superman. We shot that for 150 days. Whew. Now, that's a pretty long movie. You know, that took took some time and effort. Where did mm. most of that shooting take place? That shot primarily in, uh, our stages were in Pontiac, Michigan. Uh, so, you know, you can call it Detroit. Did a lot of nights in Detroit. A lot of interesting places in that city <laughs> to be a Gotham city. <laughs> and then we went to Chicago. We shot outside of Chicago in Yorkville, Illinois, in actual downtown Chicago, which was different. I mean, that's a, that's a big city. There's a lot going on there. That took a lot of coordination, a lot of people, a lot of bodies. And then we shot in uh, the absolute southwest corner of New Mexico. Okay. <laughs> so, Pez, tell me on your most recent, uh, well, I don't know if it's your most recent project, but the one that's just hit, this, uh, hit the theaters is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And had a great opening weekend with that. What was your role as assistant director? What did you uh, particularly do and contribute on this project? On that project, uh, I was in charge of the extras. Uh, that's something that I've been doing now for many years, both as a set production assistant and now as an assistant director. Um, and that started everything from, if you've seen the film, there are characters called Ravagers. And they're kind of these space cowboy types. We started very early on, and we did uh, a training camp. We called it we called it Ravager Boot Camp, where we brought the guys in and kind of ran them through and uh, told them what was coming. And that was weeks. That was during pre-production. We hadn't started shooting yet. So during pre-production, that film had a lot, lots and lots and lots of prosthetic makeup, okay, uh, which requires fittings, uh, molds of people's faces and teeth, so you could do teeth. You know, li- they call it a life cast. A life cast is when someone gets a, like a plaster, uh, they wrap their heads in plaster and then they can use that form of their face to create the prosthetics that would then go on the actual person's face after the prosthetics have been created. All right, Pez, let me back up a minute. You've got a casting call that you put out for extras, right? Does that originate with you? It does not originate with me. Uh, My job is once the extras actually arrive on set, there is an extras casting department uh, on those films, it was Tammy Smith casting here in Atlanta. Uh, Tammy puts out post, you know, puts out a casting call, and people come in. They send in headshots. They send in their information, and that's pretty general for the film business. Okay, uh, there's usually a casting call. Sometimes it's actually an open call. Hey, we're looking for extras. Come to this location on this date. Bring a picture of yourself. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Come in and casting will take their picture, put it in a database. Other casting companies, you just submit. You know online what have you but in the case of that our cast extras casting puts out a, you know they bring the people in uh and sometimes they find uh you know a diamond in the rough so uh we'll go ahead and disclose right now that one of our producers on the podcast stephanie Pittman, 
was one of the extras in Guardian of the Galaxy 2. Is that correct? That is correct. It was a lot of fun. And you've gotten to see it now? And I've seen it three times now. <laughs> and have you, you haven't given us the list yet of the scenes that you're in, but we can look forward to that? Yes. Tell yes. me Pez didn't cut them all out. There was one that was cut out, and I'm very upset about it. Okay, well. But there's still one in there. We'll so get our spy. army of listeners to write letters of protest. But good for you. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's something to look forward to. So when we, when we figure out where that is, we'll post it in the show notes. Awesome. And, and, and Pez, you mentioned the prosthetics and, and costuming. Stephanie showed me a picture of her in costume because I said, well, I recognize you. And she showed me a picture. And I said, no, no, not going to recognize her. It, it was an amazing yeah, outfit. I, I was painted yellow. So I was sitting in the makeup chair. What We were called at like 1.45 a.m. one day. And I sat in the makeup chair falling asleep till like 3 or 4 a.m. or something crazy like that. And I had prosthetics on my face as well. So... It was it was fun. So, so how many people uh, have to have this this kind of makeup job? Are we talking about dozens and dozens? Uh, on that movie, I mean, it's hard to put an exact number on it. Um, you know, for I had mentioned Ravagers; those were you know, like call them space pirates, whatever you'd like to call them. But a lot of those guys were picked based on either their natural face; they had a unique face. I mean, there are a lot an extras casting. A lot of times, they look for they, they call it unique faces. I mean, if you're just an average Joe, yeah. But if you're a guy that, you know, has a horn coming out of his head, you're going to look great <laughs> on camera. Uh, I'm kidding. But, um, you know, pe- people such as Stephanie that came in, she would have been a part of, they would have had to lots of measurements. I mean, everything from measuring your head to your waist to your chest to, to everything. Because they had uh, form-fitting uh, costumes that were created by Legacy Effects, which is a uh, effects company. Yeah. They, do, they did a lot of the, um, you know, plastic or whatever materials they use but lots of fittings so in the pre-production process especially on that film you had hair fittings for if you were in a wig you had uh i had mentioned casting of your face um i'm casting as an interesting word but they would measure your face basically they would they would see what you were going to put on your face uh but now she would have been a part of that she would have absolutely had to come in and um yeah so, Pez, you have these extras who are coming in. Some of them are going to be there throughout a good bit of the shooting, and then others are just in for the day. So I'm trying to picture how in the world do you manage these temporary team members? You know, I'm thinking about project managers and some of the people that are in and out of their projects. Can you share some advice for how do you get people to figure out, okay, kind of get over the, the star shock. This is what I need you to do. Here's, this is your role. This is safe. You can do this. Please don't do that. And now let's get excited and go make a movie. Yeah, well, that's a huge part of that is what my department does. Um, My bosses, I mean, by no means am I at the top of the line here. I mean, you know, I'm I'm essentially in my, especially in the Director's Guild, I'm still kind of entry level in that position. Uh, But my bosses are in charge of scheduling the film, uh, actor availability. They actually take the script and they break it down, you know, how many days, how many nights, things of that nature. So in the film business, essentially, assistant directors are the project managers. Um, you know, there's, there are many other things at play. There's producers. There's the director, of course. But my specific department in the industry, we have to lay that all out. Um, so as far as people coming in, you know, that's part of my job, too. I have to keep people excited. I have to keep them involved. Um, like you would mentioned I, I keep falling back on this, but the Ravagers, for instance, in that film, you know, they, they came in many weeks out, came in, they kind of learned what they were getting into. Now, we started the film very top-heavy 
with those specific characters, which is why we brought them in earlier. We did a lot of work with them. We trained them how to move, how to walk, how to grunt. I mean, things, <laughs> silly things like that. These guys, they pretty much knew they had to be available for, let's just call it a month and a half. Let's just say right up front, hey guys, if you're going to be this role, if you're going to accept this role, you have to be available for the next month and a half. I'm, I'm making up that time frame, but essentially that was the deal. So you have to be available and willing to do it. You know, sometimes it's not for people. Sometimes they get there and they're like, well, this wasn't, I, wasn't what I expected. And I have to deal with that a lot. Um, on all films. I mean, this we're talking about one mm. film in particular, but this is pretty standard. I mean, you have people that come in, hey, I heard about this, I want to try it. And I basically say to them, I always, I tend to give the negatives. I tell them right away, <laughs> you're not going to be famous. I hate to say that, <laughs> but it's the truth. Chances are you're going to come in, you may never see yourself. I hope that doesn't happen, but it could happen. We're here to do a job. Um, they call extras in our business, we call them background extra. Uh, sorry, background actors or BG. Why is that? Because they're in the background. If you watch a film and you notice the extras, it takes you away from what you're actually supposed to be watching, which is the actors in the foreground, the people talking. Um, so it's a it's a hard line getting people to kind of understand that everything is important. Every single person that is on camera and of course behind the camera, just like me. Uh, we all matter in a film, um, but you got to keep them focused and let them know that uh, they're there for a reason. So, Pez, I got a question for you. You know, one sure. of the one of the things that project managers really care about is uh, is getting better at their job, and and we do that. One of the ways we do that is through lessons learned. So, in lessons learned in a project management uh, project management capacity, you always ask the question, "What would we do differently if we were doing this again?" So, you've you've done this whole thing of managing extras um, uh, probably more than once. It's in your first rodeo at this point. Mm -hmm. What have you learned? What have you learned about that whole process? It starts with the basics. Uh, quite literally, from the moment an extra arrives, is there you know. I've had anywhere from one extra to my biggest day on Batman Superman. I had 777 extras. I, I love that it came out the 777 because I'll never forget that. When I, when I did my paperwork at the end of the day, I was like, wow, 777. On that one is day. In one day. Now that, you know, by no means is this, I'm certainly not suggesting this is just me. This is a huge team of people, people working with me, people that are my bosses, people that uh, are costumers, you know, they're, but Going back to your question, from the time they arrive, something as simple as making sure there's adequate space to support however many number of people you have. Uh, we refer to that as extras holding, which is basically where they get ready. Um, you have to have the coordination for what, that's what I do. And you say, over time have I learned. I've learned that something as simple as making sure there are adequate restrooms, yep. making sure there's enough coffee <laughs> is a big one. You wouldn't believe what coffee becomes in my, in my line of work. If there's no coffee, you're going to have very upset extras. Uh, something as simple as trash cans. I mean, I, I know this sounds silly, but you have to start with the basics. The basics are from the time they arrive, you have to keep them comfortable. You have to keep them satiated, you know, literally with food and drink. Have to make sure there's adequate restrooms. And then for me, getting them ready, getting them processed I have to make sure that there's a flow. A lot of what I do is about flow from the time an extra arrives at where they park to where they arrive to get to me to get ready. We have to do their paperwork. Every extra comes, they do uh, basically a start pack. 
They fill out a voucher. They have to do an I-9 for taxes. And that's part of what I do. Me and my team, uh, we do the paperwork. We then get them to costumes. We then put them in hair and makeup, or rather show them how to get to hair and makeup. But it's all about the flow. Because as soon as one of those things breaks down, it can all just, it can right. all fall apart. Suddenly something that doesn't need to be a bottleneck is a bottleneck. Exactly. A long time ago, I, you know, I was taught uh, from a boss of mine. He once said to me, extras are not sent, they are led. Hmm. And what that means is I was doing a TV pilot at a casino in New Mexico. And the, my boss said, all right, Pez, we're ready for the first, you know, 10 extras. And I said, okay, here they come. And I sent them. And I did not lead them. Mm. So what do you think that means? It mm. means that they, they disappeared. To the <laughs> they were never found. Wins, right? <laughs> you know, and, and so all of a sudden, in a casino. At, all what of a sudden expect? at seven o'clock in the morning, myself and my team were running around a casino trying to find 10 extras. <laughs> so something as simple as making sure the path, sometimes quite literally, we will have arrows, we will mm. have signs, or we have a locations department. When you are not on stage, you have a department and their purpose is to one, make sure you have permits for the location itself. Some, it goes so far beyond just extras. Mm. But uh, physically leading somebody where to go is a big part of what we do. And as I said before, if there's a breakdown, like that breakdown, that is a delay. If you do not lead the extras where to go, they get lost. Well, guess what? You have now delayed that day's work. Mm -hmm. So part of what my department does is the logistics of making sure, for, like I said, from when they arrive to when they're ready to the end of the day when we wrap them, making sure they their paperwork is completed, et cetera, et cetera. Pez, how do you guys, I'm, I'm envisioning like a huge storyboard or some kind of, you know, here's the, here's the shots for the week that we're going to make. And, and I could envision you and many other peers looking at this together to figure out, okay, this is, this is the role that I play. This is when I need to have people on set. I need to have 20 people here today. I need to have 777 here on Wednesday, that kind of thing. What, what does that look like for you guys? What's your big planning board? Well, there, there's, there's, I mean, the paperwork involved in a film production is, is crazy. I mean, just hmm. like any, any job really, but for us, it starts in pre-production. Uh, I have a boss called a first assistant director. That person essentially runs the set. That's a person on, on the radios. Okay, rolling, action, cut, all of those things. Uh, that person in pre-production, like I mentioned before, pre uh, uh, physically gets a script, breaks it down. Okay, so that's the start of the schedule. Mm -hmm. That person creates the schedule. Then you have a second assistant director that also helps create that schedule, then starts with looking at things, actor availability, talking to agents, talking to managers, making sure that on those dates – that you have scheduled the film, that you actually have cast members mm. available <laughs> okay. to be there. I that's mean, a that's a thing. huge part. <laughs> and that's not me yet in my yeah. career, but hopefully someday. But uh, that's a big part of it. Um, the second assistant director then makes call sheet. That mm. is quite literally your daily schedule. Got it. So you have both a schedule for the entire film and then a daily schedule, if you want to look at it as that. It's called a call sheet. That tells, on the front of the call sheet, tells who's working, what actors are working, when they're working, all of that information, what scenes you're shooting, okay? There's also an advanced schedule at the bottom of that document that tells you about the next day. Mm -hmm. Now, on the back of that call sheet is everyone, all the crew members, and what time they're supposed to arrive. So there is quite literally a daily schedule, if you want to call it that. There's a schedule mm -hmm. for the entire film, then there's a call sheet that displays the day's 
schedule itself. Mm. Uh, so that's that's a big part of what my department does. So so we haven't talked about the top director yet. The director what is he or she on the set at this point? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as I said, I'm in the director's guild. Yes, it's the same guild. Uh, if you're a DGA or if you're a member of the director's guild, we're in the same guild. However, it's a different job. The director, of course, is the ultimate creative person. They, it's their vision a lot of times, especially if you have a writer director. It is quite literally their vision. Right. They have created the the subject matter. They are then there to create their vision. Mm. Absolutely, the director's on set. The director's there far, be, way, way, way before I'm ever even hired or yeah. you know a part of the project. Um, but no, the director is there on set. The director is in charge of the cast and, you know, the, the people right. that speak. He tells them what he's looking for. Um, you know, they go over the script. They make sure everybody's on the same page. But the director is absolutely there. I mean, he's he's the boss. You know, the director is there. It's, it's his vision. And we are every single person on a film set is there to create the vision of that director. And so how do you get that vision from the director? Because this ties directly to what we do as project managers. Um uh, a, a sponsor will either initiate or pay for a project and it's handed to a project manager and now we have to get this this concept, this idea that is going to create some value in some particular way out to the team. How do you pick up from that from the director? Does the director give a give a crash course on here's my creative vision? Does he or she hand out storyboard? How does that happen? Well, there are a lot of times, quite literally, in the film business, storyboards. Now, historically, that was a lot of times, you know, an artist, somebody that you would physically, on a piece of paper, you would have a frame, Mm -hmm. you know, a, a square that was a frame of the film, and that person would hand draw. Nowadays, as I keep saying, the digital age that we're in, uh, we do things called uh, previs, and th- those are people that are physically creating storyboards uh, that can actually play, essentially an animated version okay. of what you'll be shooting wow. on film nice. or, you know, nowadays in a lot of digital cameras. Yeah. So you can physically watch on a screen what the previs team has created. And the director's working to give them guidance and say yes, no. Absolutely. The director is completely involved in that from start to finish. He will come in and say, I mean, a lot, it's, everything, of course, is based on a script because that's how the film business works. So the director will sit in with a previs team and say, okay, here's this scene. This is what I'd like to see. Then they create that. They do so many versions of that previs. I mean, I couldn't even begin to, you know, this, that's far beyond my reach, you know, as far as what I do and what I know in the business. But let's just say you start with a version, you know, guy walks into a bar. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They will physically create an animated version of a gentleman or whoever it is walking into a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, well, and then the, the director will watch and say, well, this isn't really what I was looking for. I want the guy to, you know, walk into the bar and trip over a stool, you know, pull the Dick Van Dyke or something. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have to do another version of previs. And then finally, once it's narrowed down, you can then use that moving image, that animated version, and create an actual storyboard. You can print out frame-by-frame frame shots. So what you had said uh, is on set for that week or that day, you will physically have a board, a storyboard, with those screenshots with those frames and then we will try with our actual cameras to match you know match that so Pez how how do you 
Back to this idea of getting that vision, I imagine there have been times when you you think you and the director are totally in sync, just the same way that as a PM, I'm thinking I've got, I'm in the mind of the sponsor. I'm right there with her. <laughs> and then I show up with a resource or I create a feature and, and I'm you know thinking you show up with an extra and she looks at me and goes, that's not what I had in mind at all. Does that ha- how, how do you, I mean, it's got to happen. Like, Have you ever had the wheels come off? <laughs> how do you manage I mean, that? Part of, yeah, well, not part of. What we do is to make sure the wheels don't come off. In the you know rare instance that they do, it's about being a step ahead and knowing how to mm. fix that. Back to creatively, uh, guess what? If we do something the director doesn't like, guess what we do? What the director wants. There we go. And yeah. that's why, you know, if you've ever been on a film set, uh, you'll do many, many takes. Yeah. Which is another thing, keeping people interested for instance, extras, hey guys, we could literally do this shot 40 times if we don't get it the way the director wants it. And you may have, she may want a certain resource and then another, here, I want this extra, now let me try this other look. So you got to keep them all kind of it's Ready a, to it's go. a it's a you know I'd mentioned this before but they say it's show business not show friends and for instance let's just say we we've casted somebody or extras casting has brought in someone to be you know hot girl at bar or yep. something I mean I'm using that term loosely but we bring in here she is here's the girl all right we're ready to rock here we go in action and girl completely stinks and doesn't do it guess <laughs> what director says bring me another girl mm-hmm. well all of a sudden. That's on you. She's gone, and let me go grab somebody else. Hopefully they do it. I mean, you, you can literally do a shot like that where, you know, the fifth person to do the performance is finally what the director right. wants. Wow. And that's wow. Nick, you've spent a lot of time behind camera <laughs> at uh, the Weather Channel, right? Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, uh, I mean, a lot of time <laughs> behind camera. And I've, I've figured out that Nick is quite famous in a lot of circles <laughs> among, uh, among the weather fans of the world. So uh, how much of this translates even remotely to sort of live work that you're doing any of it or is it it's so dynamic and fluid you're more on the agile side and Pez <laughs> is more on the waterfall side well everything I do is on live television and mm. so it's 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 you know you don't get a second chance mm. you blow it the first time you just you just move on because you have about a million more to do <laughs> uh, you know so you don't worry about the last one you did so that's it, it's it, it's different but I have been uh, on a couple of occasions an extra uh, in uh, a background actor, yeah, a background actor, yes, yes, <laughs> and and I could identify with what you're saying, you know, uh, uh, the assistant director trying to, to keep us happy, you know, because you you come there with with stars in your eyes, you go, I'm going to see famous people, oh, I'm going to be in the movies, this is going to be great, and and it's cold, and and it and it's and it's uh, you know, uh, it's a waiting like you say, you're, you're you're hungry, and and mm. and uh, where where is the coffee, and and. Uh, and you go, this This is work. This, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is Show a, business. Yeah. And, and that, that's the big thing is, you know, it's a team effort. I mean, the, the, the beauty of the film business is I don't care what your role is. I don't care if you're the trash guy. I don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, from director, producer, to the guy that comes at the end of the night and empties the, the dumpster. I mean, mm-hmm. every single person is a cog in the machine and creating that director's vision and getting... Well, the project's completed, yeah. and there's a that's a huge, huge one of the uh, one of my favorite things about the business is I don't care who you are, top of the line to the bottom line, you are important, and everything matters. Hmm. Uh, so it's about create. It's about convincing extras sometimes. Hey guys, this is what we're trying to do here. It might not be fun, but you signed up for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, you might not be getting paid a lot, but you are getting paid. And that's the other thing. It is a job. Uh-huh. People come in. 
like you said, stars in their eyes. Oh my God, I'm going to see so-and-so today. Mm -hmm. What's that going to be like? And sometimes they don't ever leave a room. I mean, they're honest (laughs) to God. There have been days where I have had extras that come in, they work a 14 hour day and guess what? They never see the set. Hmm. Now we try to minimize that. And that certainly isn't my decision. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a, I'm one of those cogs in the machine. I mean, by no means am I the, the boss. Um, but the, it's about being, it's a team effort. You had mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, how does the director get that vision? Well, a lot of it comes down to meetings. There are production meetings where you go through the script and the director will literally say in front of every department head, you know, grip, electric, locations, camera, hair, makeup, costumes. And the director will say on this day, I want the actress to have mud in her hair. Okay, mm. well then hair will go, okay, well we gotta, we gotta have mud and <laughs> we have to have, you know, reset mud. Makeup will say, well, is it gonna touch the face? You know, where's the mud gonna be? Costumes will say, okay, well how many extra costumes do I need that day? Are we gonna get mud on the, we're we gonna get mud on the shirt, we're we gonna get mud on the pants, we, you know, what, what are we gonna do? And that's why you have pre-production. It's not like you just show up on a movie and say, okay, here we go, day one and shoot. I mean, you've had a lot of times, months of preparation to make sure every single person is at least on the same page. Now, sometimes when you actually get there, you know, on the day, things happen. People get sick. A light breaks. I mean, those are, but it's all part of it. And that's part of what we do in my department. Like, I work for one of the, you know, my boss that I've done a number of movies with, he's the best in the business. And the reason he's the best in the business is because he sees the problems before they happen, mm-hmm. right. which is a huge part of it, okay? Being proactive Let's as opposed just, to reactive. For, exact, for instance, well, we gave this actress four hours to get ready in hair and makeup. It's hour five. What's going on? Well, guess what? Hopefully, the other actor that got ready in two hours is ready to rock. Let's bring them in. Let's shoot something quickly. We shoot their scene. Okay, now the, the other actress is now ready. Let's bring her in and shoot that. It's about staying ahead of the game. And productive. Mm-hmm. And productive, of course. Sometimes... And that's, you know, people say hurry up and wait in the film business, which yeah. is very accurate. I mean, it's go, 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 go. All right, now we're sitting here, can't do anything because someone's not ready. Hmm. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's unavoidable. But our department uh, is in charge of minimizing that, hmm. you know? Well, Pez, this has been fascinating stuff. I, I, we, could, we could talk all day, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I could probably talk all day, too. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to, to be with us. And by the way, I love saying your name, you know, Pez. I, I get the picture in, in Stand By Me, don't you, of, of the kid uh, saying, you know, if I could have one food that I could eat every day of my life, Cherry flavored Pez, no question about it. Yeah, I'm not that guy. <laughs> You're not that guy. Yeah, okay, just, just, it's just a name. Ryan Pezdirk, we thank you for sharing your experience with us. It was us. a pleasure being here. We've got a gift for you, the um, mug you see in front of you. Now, we wish we had 777 of them. So <laughs> oh, I don't know. Keep, keep all your extras happy. All right. Uh, <laughs> that will well, thank set you, very you much. apart from the other extras sipping coffee when you have that. <laughs> That's all right, right. Beautiful. I yeah, love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we learned something, a little inside scoop into the business. but Definitely. Yeah, it's a yeah. good challenge, too, to see the problems before they happen. What a what a good uh, yeah. a good motto. Absolutely. Yeah. Try our best. Yeah. Well, Pez, thanks again. Andy and Bill, as always, thank you for your expertise. I want to remind our listeners that you just earned PDUs, Professional Development Units, for listening to this podcast. And it's easy to claim them. Just go to VelociTeach.com and select Manage This Podcast from the top of the page. Click on the button that says Claim PDUs and just click through the steps. That's it for us here on Manage This. We hope you'll tune back in on June 6th for our next podcast. 
In the meantime, you can visit us at velociteach.com slash manage this to subscribe to this podcast, to see a transcript of the show, or to contact us and tweet us at manage underscore this if you have any questions about our podcasts or about project management certifications. We'd love to hear from you. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, keep calm and manage this.